and I think I'm ready for this. Uh, uh. Hi guys, um, today's <laughs> podcast is a little bit deep, okay, so if you really want to be nosy, listen in, um, sit on the edge of your seat, you better get a notebook and pen, you better call all your friends, share this podcast, because you guys like nosy stuff. So, we're going we're gonna to talk about being a boss mom and dealing with your kids as they are growing up. You know, what are some of the things that you see that was cute when your child was a newborn baby and, oh, they could do no wrong, they could throw up on you, and it's, oh, it's okay, sugar boom. You know, but now they do things, it's like you're grounded, you're punished, don't talk to me, give me your phone, give me your life, give me your everything. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, give me your life, because you know what, you don't even own your life anymore because you still live here. You know, but sometimes, you know, as moms, I think every child at some point in life has a moment where they, we feel, okay, that they are ungrateful for the things that we do for them. And um, I think as they go from, you know, preschool, elementary school, middle school, each chapter, they become more and more ungrateful. Uh, and then it's you know you go from you're the best mom ever <laughs> to I love you mom to don't tell me that mom you know I'm grown you know so it goes through all those different phases and I believe every mom at some point or you will at some point say you know what you guys are so ungrateful mm-hmm. you know and some of them, was that's not fair to say, We're, we are grateful. We thank you for your dad, you know, whatever. But I think every mom experiences that moment where your children don't really see or understand the sacrifices that their parents make for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they think a lot of things are just given, should be just because they are our children. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Cinnamon? Yeah. So until up until about three years ago, I used to always say, I just pray I live long enough to see y'all grateful and appreciative for everything I've done. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That was, I mean, I just stopped saying that Mm -hmm. about three or two years ago Mm -hmm. because we had, there were a couple of instances where I realized they really do, they do appreciate the things that, that Steve, that their dad and I do for them and the sacrifices that we make. And, you know, we try to expose them to different, different things. And we're, you know, at the Kennedy center and we're, Mm -hmm. you know, on Disney cruises and we're vacationing three times a year, just a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I realize they do appreciate it, but because of their limited life experience, right, they're not able to fully understand it like we do. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. know now, we got a good idea of what our mothers mm-hmm. went through, mm-hmm. and you know what our parents have done for us. Um, and I think as they continue to to grow, and um, as they continue to grow they'll realize more fully the depth. But then I also am not sure that my sons 
will ever really understand me as much as Madison will if she becomes a mother, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot that comes with an in motherhood and wife dump that yeah. you just, <laughs> I don't think my sons will ever, yeah, they won't. they'll yeah. never know. Mm -hmm. They'll never know. And I, you know, I didn't have my first child until 31. But up until that point, and of course, I loved my mom and appreciated her. But it wasn't until I birthed a child, till I had my daughter, when I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this thing is really deep. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it. that's when my eyes really opened. And I was 31 years old. Mm -hmm. And that's when my eyes really opened to what motherhood is and everything I had put her through. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that experience I think helped, has helped me to be a better mom to my daughter. Cause I still remember a lot of the stuff that I did. I remember being ungrateful or taking stuff for granted. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, thank God I grew out of that. And, and my mom is still here for me to tell her and show mm -hmm, her how right. much I love and appreciate her. Um, and, you know, and then in terms of my sons, like I said, I don't know that they ever will fully understand. And I, I believe that my baby boy, I feel like he's always going to be my baby boy. He's, <laughs> he's the one. He's going to be always, spoiled. Is he yeah. spoiled? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's spoiled. We were, we were in, uh, where was I? In Louisville a few weeks ago. And we were in the hallway in the hotel, and I was just snuggling with them in the hallway. And mm -hmm. the housekeeper came by, and she looked at us, and she said, I know that's baby boy. <laughs> I, said, I said, it is. It is. <laughs> um, but I just feel like he's always going to be my heart. Mm -hmm. Will always check on me and be kind and mm -hmm. respectful, whereas his older brother, who is 15, so that's age-appropriate behavior. Right. He's kind of funky now. <laughs> so, you know, I just try to keep my distance unless he calls or invites me in because I don't want to step on his toes. He's trying to figure out his independence. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of hurtful. And, you know, it, I do sometimes think, oh, remember when they were babies? Mm -hmm. remember? Not that I want to go back there. But it was a different time, and it was a, it was a sweet time, and this has its highlights too. It's just different; mm -hmm. it's a different time. And then I have my child in college, who you know it's fascinating watching her grow and develop. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need me in the same way that she did when she was at right. home. Right. She still needs me. That's been proven several times since she's been gone. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just. It's, I guess it's just all part of our motherhood journey. Mm -hmm. This and is, it is okay. difficult sometimes. I was going to say, this is Chanel. I think the toughest part when you have kids that are growing up. So I have uh, high schoolers and then now a daughter in college. And I think learning how to communicate, change rather how you communicate with them is probably, probably I would say, one of the toughest things because as they grow up, 
they start to either become withdrawn or don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. talk with you anymore. You know, when they're like nine, 10, you know, especially at least with my girls, like they're super chatty, you know, they come home, they want to talk all the time. And then as they get older, it's like they become like more closed. And so, like, I've always thought, you know, I'm like the cool mom, you know, I'm the mom that, you know, you can come talk to. And then when you start, you know, monitoring their friends and like hearing overhearing conversations, like monitoring their texts and you start realizing like they talk to people outside of you or stuff going on you don't know about or friends that they have that you didn't know about. It's like, well, I thought I was the cool mom. Like, I thought I was the one that you talked to. But then you start realizing like they have they're trying to figure their own lives out and they don't necessarily want you in it. And that that level of communication changes. But then, like Cinnamon said, like it is hurtful when you start realizing, oh, like you talk to your friends about this. Like you don't talk to your mom about this type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, but like Cinnamon said, I do notice with, I think her and I are the only, well, I have two boys. Well, but my only ones with four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but my son, I think it was when he did his speech for his senior year of college. Before then though, I can honestly say he's always said, thank you, I appreciate the sacrifice, like those things. But it was at his senior year banquet Mm -hmm. that I really began to see him as a man Mm -hmm. and the words that he expressed about his family and how, you know, the college he went to was predominantly white Mm -hmm. and to be one of the very few African-Americans, but through his experience in growing up, how he never felt any felt that it was bad to be an African-American in this environment, but he could also handle the different challenges that came with that. But during his speech, he really mentioned about how he was grateful to his father and I for all the things, the sacrifices, the going to all his games, to spending money when we really didn't have it, to travel, to go and see and do different things. And that's really when he began to express his thankfulness to Mm -hmm. us. And at that moment, his father and I, like you said, it's like he, he gets it, he got it, you know, and even now he's an like you said an adult adult, but <laughs> you know he appreciates those things. So when he went to play ball overseas, and they saw that our whole family came to see him play, they thought that was such a strange thing for Americans to come to other countries to see their players actually play. But better yet, a whole family try and sacrifice and come, mm-hmm. you know, and so. He always, to this day, he still expresses in every birthday card, Father's Day, Mother's Day, I appreciate all the sacrifices. And so, you know, as you were talking about, you know, where they get it as they evolve into this manhood thing, they they do get it, mm-hmm. you know. And like Chanel said, too, even with the girls, you... It, you know, I remember my youngest one was like, she cried one day, I want the relationship you have with Nikki. But we had to grow to that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they're three years apart. So, you know, you're looking at your sister who's in this older, and you're still young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
it's just really that balance of trying to be there. But like you said, as they start to distance from us, mm -hmm. you know, they go from us having a conversation and they can tell you about everybody else's drama. <laughs> all that, ooh, really, that girl right. did that what? Right. right. Okay. And they come to find out you you doing the same thing right. right. I'm about to kill you. Right. How we talk about your friend? We can't talk about you. You know, so you switch to this whole thing. Like, you know, they give this whole thing about how, like, you're just thinking their friends are the ones that's crazy and they all in it together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of, I really had to pray, God, show me how to love them. Mm -hmm. You know, show me how to still be a mom and not take it personal. Because mm -hmm. we do. Like, Chanel, we all want to be the, the cool mom. Right. But at the same time, it goes full circle. You mm -hmm. go from being the cool mom to, I don't want to talk to you, mom. Back to, mom, can I talk to you? You know, mm -hmm. so you, you get it back. But it, but you go through some hurtful things as, as moms. Yeah. We do hurt when we... One Friday, I remember sitting there and I realized, so where are you guys going? Oh, I'm going with my friend, so and so. Okay, have fun. You know, and I'm like, they don't want to be with me. You know what I mean? I'm so, lonely. I'm, I'm lonely. I'm lonely. My husband's at work. My kids are with their friends. It's just me and the dog. You know what I mean? It's not even my dog. This is my husband's dog. You know what I mean? But. So, I mean, I did. I had a whole plan. Like, well, we're going to go eat. Mm -hmm. You guys want to go to the mall? They said, I'm going to make friends. That's like, okay, Nicole, get over yourself. Right. <laughs> like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But but as moms, we feel lonely. Not for friends. It's right. our children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. This is D. I, um, when it comes to the gratefulness piece that um, we were talking about earlier, I tried, there was a time when I felt like, man, you look just so ungrateful. Mm -hmm. You don't appreciate anything. You know, you have those emotions. And then I kind of realized that it's natural. Mm -hmm. You know, it's natural for them to be that way. But my response, right. like once yeah, I changed the way right. I responded mm -hmm. to that, because it's like, I do what I do for you, not, right. not for you to be grateful. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that they're that they that we teach them. Mm -hmm. But I do it because I love you. Mm -hmm. So regardless of how you receive it, mm -hmm. you know that doesn't change my part of the reason why I did it. Mm -hmm. You know, or the reason why I do these things for you. So if you don't appreciate it, or you do, and I think that they all do, they just have to grow to learn how to express that emotion. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, it's funny because I had a situation today when my daughter called me and um, it was like, oh, hi, mom. How was your day? Or, you know, what's going on? And it was just like, I got to be at practice at this time. <laughs> so I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you know, but that's, it was a a reality check for me because my first initial response was kind of like, you know, well, that's not love or you don't even care. Like what's going on? You just. This you calling me for what you need, mm -hmm. you know, right now. Right. And it was like a reality check for me because in my spirit it was just like that's the same thing I do to God sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like we just go with what we need, what we need, mm -hmm. and not just you know the appreciation part. Mm -hmm. 
So I think it's something that we grow and we mature into. Mm -hmm. Our children are the same way. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Dee, I think um, your point about about changing our our perceptions and expectations really Mm -hmm. is what made the difference or what clicked for me a couple years ago. When I said, okay, well, Cinnamon, you're not you don't do these things for your kids because right. you want them to say, oh, mom, I really appreciate everything you've done. But it's because I love them. Mm-hmm. And I want to have, I want them to, I want to be the best mother that I can be for them. Mm-hmm. That's why I do it. And as soon as I change my mind about it, change my perception, my thinking about it, then the whole situation changed, mm-hmm. which is the way it is with everything. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Yeah, I find too that lately what I do is I I have to learn how to communicate different things so I can get a different response. So like for example, like if they're going school shopping and I want to have the, you know have them set a budget, like I include them in like a little bit of decision. So I'm like, okay, like you guys can go school shopping, I'm paying for it, but like your budget is you know, $400 total. So I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you, what you get. You can get one pair of shoes. You can get, you know, five outfits, however you do it, but this is it. And then they just know, okay, mommy said like, this is it. But then they, they know they still have some freedom within that. They just know to be appreciative of what they have versus, Mm -hmm. you know, you just saying, okay, well, no, you can't have that. No, mommy can't afford it. And then in their head, they're like, well, she says no to everything. Mommy can never afford anything. No, I'm telling you, you can't afford this. But this is it. So figure out and you make a decision on what's important to you within those parameters. Right. That's good. That's helping me. Mm-hmm. When I say let's go, if they think there is no limit. <laughs> right. Especially the younger one. Yeah. You know, so the first store we might spend two fifty, three hundred, mm-hmm. but we're not gonna spend a whole nother two fifty, three hundred at the next store. <laughs> exactly. You should have but if I didn't give them the right boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, or set communicate that then I'm more frustrated that you know what do you think this right. is I don't right, right. like that I'm not you know, what I, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right exactly right. well really mom you invited me to come mm-hmm. you know what I mean but you needed something mm-hmm. but I think um that is that's a good that, thank you Chanel yeah. because it's like it, it helps set the limit going in mm-hmm. then that way they know you need to Stretch it out, yeah. Because for me, I'm always telling, especially my youngest one, don't buy dumb stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Dumb stuff. Me? Do you really need that? Mm-hmm. This is right. a necessities right. type of right. But housing. if you give them a budget, okay, you got two hundred yeah. bucks. I don't care if you buy dumb stuff or not, but don't come and ask me for what you need next right. week, right? Because I gave right. you, I told you right. what my budget is. I gave you what your parameter is, right? Because right. sometimes I feel we do all that, then we get home. I need personal items. I need deodorant. (laughs) That was a part of, you should have got that. Right. So now you got to wait another week to stink. Mm. And you know, you you just got to smell. Yeah, shake it up, freeze it, whatever you got to do at this point. But but I do like that idea of setting, you know, I, I don't always set the limit. So I think it goes from a fun time to not so fun. Because yeah. it becomes frustrating. Mm-hmm. Then, and then it becomes you're ungrateful right. to what I've already bought for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So then you it goes. out at every store. Yeah. Right. You, now I got an attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the fun day is turning to like, <laughs> go with your day. friends. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm done. 
yeah. you know, but the, but that is a really good a right. really good point. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah, I think it. the other thing too that I learned to do is communicate when I feel like you're being ungrateful. So yeah. so we just nip it in the bud. We, you know, and I'm telling you how I feel. So like, for example, I took my youngest girls to Target and kind of let them do what they were going to do. I gave them a budget ahead of time. And then, you know, Target sends you coupons. So I'm at the register really buying all of their stuff. Like I don't have nothing in this on the, on the belt. They leave and say, oh, well, I didn't know water was free at Starbucks. I'm going to go and get some water. So I'm at the register paying for their stuff, of course. Right. They come back with not only the free water from Starbucks, but they have like two croissants each. So it wasn't that I was upset that they spent their own money and could have used it at Target. But I'm like, y'all didn't buy me anything. Like you right. see that I'm spending, you know, a couple hundred at right. Target for your stuff. There's nothing here for me. And to say I was hot it is probably like an understatement. <laughs> but like we had to I had to use that. OK. So yes, you right. now have, you've used your money for what you wanted. I've used my money for what you wanted. And you didn't no even way. think to give me a free water. Right. Who, like, how does this work? And then it was like, oh, okay, you're, you, mommy, you're right. Like that, I, I'm, I, we were wrong. Like, I'm sorry. And then like now, of course, you know, we just know, I, I know to, if I'm feeling a certain way, let's just nip it in the bud. I'm going to tell you how I feel. And then that way I'm not mad. Where I'm not mad, and you don't know why I'm not why I'm right, mad, right. and then we just like squash it right then and there. Well, but and that's true though. I think we sometimes we don't express our feelings to our kids. Mm -hmm. We go and I know for me, I just go silent. Yep. So then everybody, one time they all were texting their dad, "Is mommy mad at us? What what do we do?" And he <laughs> said. Yeah, she mad at y'all. Right. Y'all are ungrateful. Y'all like, ungrateful. <laughs> went to and Starbucks. Right. Yeah, she mad. You know, so they're like, ooh, daddy knows the mom. You know, sometimes they're like, ooh, she told him. Okay, she really is mad, you know. And so all he did, he was like the buffer that time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you, this is what y'all better do because your mom is mad. She ain't mad at me. Right. She mad at y'all. You know what I mean? So... Then all of a sudden, hey, mommy, you know, it's like, no, don't thank you, down. mommy. Right. Thank we you. We love what? you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you didn't love me in five minutes ago. Right. Right. You know, but, you know, that is true. It, it is communicating with them about, you know, how we feel too. Mm -hmm. Because I think they just think, oh, they'll get over it. Right. They'll bounce back. They have to love us. You know what I mean? But oh, they got money. They yeah, they got money. Yeah, right. That's that's what seems to be the topic. They got money. Can't you write a check? You know. Where's your debit card? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Use your debit card. Right. <laughs> sure, go take it. Mommy didn't. It's in the car. You asked for the debit card. Right. You did not ask. Right. Put the money in the account. Because in your mind, you just want the debit card. Here, take it. Do what you want. See what happens. You know, but you didn't. You didn't ask that. You think the card. But but yeah, I think as moms, we do. We have we have feelings. You know, and we hurt. We excited to see them grow, but it it honestly sometimes does hurt as they separate from us. You know, I mean, and if you think about it. We've left our parents' homes too. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, we know the day was coming, but it just seemed like it was different when we're the one. And now, however, 
I you would. Know. I will say, and I think I've said this before. If I could move back to my parents, <laughs> I would definitely because they got debit cards. <laughs> said it's be honest with your kids know that they're growing up and you know communication is key but be be patient and find other moms yeah to talk to about this process yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yep. yeah yeah who's, who's already done it and mm-hmm. I, my first what i felt everything is major when it comes to your kids but just in experiencing something that was new to me I had to call one of my friends. Okay, this is new. I've never been here before. Mm-hmm. What what do I do with it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You and know. then Nicole, you were my my big sister mom. Right. When I was going through it, I'm like, well, Nicole had two before mine. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you need you help me. Uh huh. Yep. And now this is your time. Right. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and we I'm just sit here like, yeah, cry that right. Don't kill them, but just, you know, yeah. choke a little bit, but don't leave no marks. <laughs> don't leave no marks. <laughs> but but even in that, you need a mom's support group. You can you can be honest in helping us love. How do we love our children? How do we how do we get through this tough moment? Mm-hmm. So you need you need that support group and be honest. Yep. But you can't tell everybody, guys. Yeah. You can't really share every experience with everybody, with everybody because every people are going to be judgmental anyway. Right. But you will never hear the end. Of yeah, it. I was about saying you don't want people to use it against you. Either, right. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. But if they do, we're gonna come for them. But. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. We will find them on social media and whatever we need to do for you. We're going to be half undercover. Cinnamon will hide the body. I'm just kidding. And D will break for them. And Chanel will we'll distract them. Right. Destroy, 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 right. Destroy, destroy, right. Troll them on social yeah. media. <laughs> Chanel will, will do what you need to do. And I will distract them. But anyway, <laughs> we, we are here. And, uh, but yes, so being a boss mom is, it, it has its pros, it has its cons, but I guarantee you they're more pros than cons. Yep, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. I don't think any of us sitting here would trade no. being a no. mother for nothing. No, nope. and never. You know, we give our kids away, but we will go pick them up. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. You know, so I think as us, we've given our kids away and then we say, all right, they can come back now. <laughs> so, you know, you have to be honest with the process. Yeah. So Definitely. get yourself a good mom support group and find somebody that you can be honest with your feelings. And one thing I appreciate about this group, there's no judgment here mm-hmm. because we all have been through something similar. We may not face it now, but it has happened or whatever the case is. So 
you need or we recognize that it could cut it could it happen could, right? yeah and i'm gonna need this information whatever exactly. she, yeah mm -hmm. she's gonna be a resource for me if yes. this comes on my doorstep yeah exactly and sometimes it's been less than seven days or seven hours <laughs> and it just changed <laughs> a conversation like, you know what you know so and we are speaking all based on true stories, Ify. <laughs> but um, this this was a really good good topic. Yeah, so definitely. Hopefully, this is helping someone. Um, you know, if you have questions, ask us. Yeah, and know that you are not by yourself. If yeah. your kids are acting a fool, know yeah. that that's somewhat normal as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know where to find us. You can look us up on all of our social media outlets at Boss Up Moms. Talk to you guys soon.